0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive into the trenches of the gym owners and talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I am your host, Austin Montero, joined today by Gina Flaherty from Gina Studio in Boxborough, Massachusetts. Gina, how are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me today. Love it. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you for coming on and uh, joining us today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Let's dive in. So, Gina, uh, we'll get started here real easy. Uh, origin stories I love. Why did you decide to start Gina studio some eight years ago? What led you to that decision?
2: Um, it was sort of an accident. So I, I never really wanted to own a studio. Several people would ask me to go in with them, yeah. dance, fitness and I never wanted to. I was quite happy working at Gold's Gym and at Curves and doing all my musical theater jobs, working at different dance schools. I loved going here, there, and everywhere every day. And the crazy thing is that one day, a woman I was renting from, I had been teaching Zumba fitness classes at her studio, and she told me she was gonna close. And I thought, oh, okay. You yeah. know, and she gave me a month's notice or whatever it was, just fair enough. Yeah. And I started looking at other places to rent and I was really struggling. I couldn't find right. a good place or a place that I wanted.
3: Right.
2: Either they didn't have parking, they didn't have any windows or I just didn't yeah. like, you know, the vibe, right? So I didn't know what to do. So I talked to her landlord
3: yeah.
2: and her landlord was very nice. And he said, sure, you can, you know, rent from me. I said, it would just be temporary. Right. 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 <laughs> it's only supposed right. to be temporary Here's until it. I found somewhere yeah. that I could rent from again. And he said, okay, but this woman has taken everything with her, Gina. She's taken her TRX things off the wall. She's taken her floor up, she had a wooden floor that she took up. Um, he said, it needs a lot of work. It's gonna take a while. And I said, well, I don't wanna wait. I have I have these women and, and they need their Zumba. These women are, are doctors and lawyers and they they have high stress jobs and they need, a they need to dance. They, yeah, yeah. they need to get that fitness yeah. dance on, right?
3: Yeah.
2: And so I turned to my family and I asked my family if they would help me. I meant like lay down hardwood floor and paint.
3: <laughs> all the fun
2: stuff. So my family said, okay, my friends, they said, okay. And then I'll never forget my husband. He said, okay. And he said, and when, you know, do you want all this done by? I said, well, I want to be open in seven days. I don't want, I don't want my students to miss more than one yeah. week. So he said, I Crazy," he said. "What do you What do you mean in one week?" So he said, "You don't have a name. You don't have a business plan. You don't have whatever." I said, "Oh, it's just temporary. It's just going to be temporary, and you know, then we can take the floor up and do something else with it. We'll think about it later."
3: Yeah.
2: So he said, "Okay," <laughs> and so I did. So I just started. There was no sign on the door. I, I had a little tiny boombox. I had no furniture, no you had to sit on the floor to change your shoes. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. it was really crazy. I can't believe I even did it, but my women were happy. So the women that I had were happy as could be. so I was happy. And then they started talking and inviting other people, and I think they I, I think they wanted me to make it permanent. I, I think they wanted me to make it permanent. So they started inviting people, and the classes started growing, and and then I was adding more classes and more classes, and before you know it, I bought benches, I bought a sound system, I, I bought a desk, I bought yoga mats, I bought weights, I, I bought ballet bars, I was buying all these things, I was getting really excited, like, I, I don't know, I just felt all these really great positive vibes, so then I thought... Maybe I'll just make this work. Like, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll really do this. And I still didn't have a name. I still didn't have a website or any of that stuff. But this wonderful woman that I met um, helped me with that. And she made a website for me. We named the place. We got a logo. I'm like, what do you mean I need a logo? She's like, you need a logo. I'm like, okay. And all these things started happening. And then, right when all these wonderful things started happening my husband lost his job like his full-time wonderful job was just about to send my kids to college or you know and all this stuff just came crashing down on me and I thought oh no I I don't want this to happen I really just started this little studio thing and I'm really starting to like it and um so I just buried myself I buried myself in my work I started hiring yoga instructors, pilates instructors, I was renting to other dance teachers. I I just I don't know, I had like this fire in me and I just needed it to like burn. I don't know, it was weird. And that happened for right up till covid and it was just this happy, great, I don't know, more and more people came and and more and more classes happened and I couldn't have been happier. I I loved it. I loved everything about it. And then COVID happened, (laughs) and it all crashed on me.
1: (laughs) Other story, yeah. Let's pause there. Let's pause there for a sec, Gina. We'll get to the post-COVID or COVID post-COVID world. Uh, Let's focus on the business before. Uh, Okay. Thank you for sharing the story. I love it. Uh, I love the grassroots start, and I always love to hear how. uh, I love to hear how people get started in this. You know, it's it's funny that you were you were renting space from a previous woman who owned the place, and then you took it over, and it became what it became um so let's talk like 2014 to what 20, early 2020 what what were you doing to get members in the door was it mostly like you said word of mouth and just organic growth from you know friends selling friends and coworkers workers as a family what worked best for you to get new people in the door
2: volunteering volunteering clearly
1: okay so i talked about that yeah
2: so i would um I would go to the local high school, the gym teachers would invite me in. Um, The local junior high school would invite me in. The town, we have a little, um, like a summer camp, kind of like a pond and and all that kind of stuff. So they would invite me, they would have outdoor events. And I would always say yes. If someone invited me somewhere, I would say yes. If they invited me to do a home party, people would have home parties and just invite me to get the crowd going dancing. And I would just say yes. I just said yes to everything. Yeah. And everyone who wanted me to show up, I was there. I was like, okay. And so I was always there and my church even, um, this is so funny, but the pastor at my church asked if I would offer Zumba classes in the great hall. Yeah. And I said, okay. And there I was in my church teaching. So I just loved it. and it's strange, but you know, a few people from church, a few people from the high school, a few people, you know, cause even if I went to the high school, not only would the son or daughter come, but sometimes the parents would come and I'd have these lovely family classes where, you know, the mom and the daughter were dancing or the mother and the son were dancing and having fun or working out, whatever they were doing. Um, and I did run ads I I will never forget the first ad I ran. I spent $800 on this ad because this was eight years ago. So I did it through uh, print, you know?
1: Okay, sure. yep.
2: And it went to all the different towns and I got one student, (laughs) one student for $800. But listen,
1: that's an expensive lead.
2: (laughs) That student has been with me every single week of those, well, eight years. Well, that's so here that one student okay. is still with me and I adore her and then I did it again I ran another ad maybe seven or eight months later
3: right
2: and again one student eight hundred dollars
3: <laughs>
2: okay. yeah. so I said, okay and she's still with me too she's still a happy wonderful person dancing and fitness and all that and I said I'm never gonna do that again that just even though I met two wonderful women I I think that's kind of a waste of money I didn't like it so word of mouth was still the best so I started doing parties so then I said all right I'm gonna have a big huge party and I had I think it was St. Patrick's Day actually and I said invite your friends invite anybody you want we're gonna dance we're gonna sweat we're gonna have a blast and I got more people So then I said, oh, party thing's good. I'm going to stick with the party thing because that worked and it didn't cost me $800. Um, And then maybe two years ago, someone told me I should be doing social media and advertising on Instagram, Facebook, and all that. So I did that. I did that a lot. (laughs) Not so great. No, maybe, again, one person, maybe um so I was like well that's not really great and I did the Groupon thing yeah that was great um I will say Groupon was great I got probably 200 300 people through Groupon but that's over the eight years
3: sure sure so um
2: that was great and I didn't mind that I had to give Groupon half the money because so many people were coming in so I thought Hey, I like this deal. <laughs> so, so I kept that on um, right up until right up until COVID.
1: Sure,
3: yeah.
2: Um, uh, pretty much that's what I did.
1: Let's talk about the uh, you brought up digital ads there, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, talk to me. Were Were you running that yourself? Did you hire an outside company? And what were you investing, Gina, into those into those ads? Was it like five bucks and hit boost? Or were you doing hundreds of dollars at once? What did that no, of no, of do? no,
2: not hundreds of dollars. Um, I gave up on the hundreds of dollar thing. So yeah. I was doing the $10 boost, you know, to local yeah. town, you know, the yeah. surrounding town and all that.
1: And you saw, you didn't see much from that, right? Not really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's funny you brought up the Groupon piece. I used Groupon myself back in the day, around probably 2014, 13. And uh, yeah, I've been speaking with a few people lately and that keeps coming up, which is just interesting, you know, it's like, I always think, like, what is the modern Groupon? You know, what can we be using now to have that same impact that uh, it had, um, you know, a few years ago? So, very interesting that you said that. And yeah, word of mouth obviously gives us uh, good referrals, you know, and uh, uh, the local community partnerships is awesome schools, churches, uh, the volunteering piece, the parties. I love it all. Talk to us, Gina, about uh, break down like your, your services for us, like the actual classes. I know we do Zumba. What else uh, were you doing pre-COVID and what what are you doing now for as far as service-based and class types?
2: So before COVID, we had um, yoga, Zumba toning, which is with weights. You know, it's really a a little cardio, little weights, little cardio, little weights kind of thing. And then we had regular strength classes um, with hand weights. Of course, I don't have equipment in my gym and I just have a, a little studio. It's maybe a thousand square feet. It's not a big, huge place. And um, we had a lot of dance. We had a a full-on ballroom dance program, whether it was salsa, cha-cha, tango, swing, all kinds of couples coming in. It was fabulous. And we also had a program called Bali X, which is um, like a Bollywood dance fitness program. We had a country heat program. Um, And uh, my instructor was the cutest thing in the world. He would come in in a cowboy hat. He was awesome. Um, But, anyways, um, we had tap dancing for adults. We had jazz, musical theater, and bar. So, bar um, is a little bit, I don't know if you know, bar. It isn't all ballet. It's a little bit, yeah. um, There's a lot of weights and stretching and yoga and all that involved. And now, um, after COVID, The only classes I did in COVID online were Zumba and bar. So now that I've reopened, they're the only classes that I'm still doing because I'm still trying to figure out where I want to go from here.
3: Yeah.
2: So there's a piece to this that I've not shared with you yet that I'm going to share with you. Sure, please do. So I have a daughter. uh, She's 25. She went to college for dance. And she's graduated and all that. she started working at my studio in 2019. She graduated. And we started doing classes for kids with her. And it was going very well. She was a great little teacher and all that was great. And she was doing some of the adult classes with me. And now since COVID, um, since none of her other jobs, her musical theater, nobody's doing theater anymore. Nobody's doing any of that she picked up even more kid classes at my studio. So I thought, maybe we'll do this. Like maybe we'll add more and more kid classes. So my daughter and I are gonna sit down on Friday, this Friday in just a few days. And we're gonna figure out now that COVID's going away, what what we wanna do. Do we wanna keep it still mostly adults and a few kid classes or do we wanna have even more kid classes? So we're going to sit down, my daughter and I, and have a little heart to heart on where we want to go and what we want to do. Yeah. So having you invite me on the show this week is sort of That's interesting, but
3: yeah, perfect
1: timing. yeah, so I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's so great that your, your daughter's involved and you guys can do this together potentially, which would be, which would be awesome. Where do you think right now, uh, Gina, like feeling wise, um, like what's next for the business? Is it you guys pairing up, we'll say for lack of a better term? deciding if it's kids or and adults or or you think it's going to be the blend of both programs
2: i'm really hoping she wants to have i mean she's not listening right now so i really hope she wants to have like a blend you know um so we can do do all of it you know
1: yeah i love it i love it yeah that'd be great i mean to be able to uh, to serve more people you know instead of just one one small group i think is always always the best approach um just from a service standpoint and also from obviously a, a business standpoint we can we can do more what um let's dive back into the gym gina and uh obviously the last couple of years have been have been tough what have you done to communicate with your clientele do you do like a uh you know schedule text messages or like an email or a newsletter or like a private facebook group or a whatsapp or a, tel- a telegram what do you guys do to communicate with your members just to stay in touch? You know, is there any system to that?
2: So I do do, I have, a, everyone's different. Some people will text me. Yeah. Some people will actually call me. Go okay. figure.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, some people will actually call me. Um, some people, most of the people email message me.
3: Okay.
2: And then there are several people who will Facebook message me okay. uh, or Instagram, you know, something like that. But um I would say most people email me. Most okay. people communicate with me through email.
1: Okay. Yeah, very good. Very good. What is your demographic? I know we talked about the kids. What is the adult demographic like for you? You brought it before you have uh, working professionals coming through. Is that the is that the demographic you have like the working professional?
4: So, well,
2: in any of my classes I don't I, I don't have I just ask that you know 15 plus. So, yeah. we I could have a 15-year-old girl right next to a 60-year-old woman or or a man or whatever. And um, never an issue. Never. Like, it's never an issue. I don't know why. It's just not. I I do play a mix of music for everybody. But there is never, I never had anyone feel like, oh, she's young or she's older or she's A professional dancer, and it's my
1: first day. Or no, nothing. Yeah, cool. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I'm just asking that to uh more from the communication standpoint. You know, obviously, if the younger group of people will be more on social media and probably more texting, the older group, you know, more probably email and say Facebook, if you will, or right the phone, phone call. Like you know, it's so funny you said phone call. Like not many people call each other call each other anymore, which is you know weird, but but true. Um, talk to me, Gina, about how you best engage your clients, um, you know, to keep that community tight knit and to keep retention numbers high? Do you guys do any events? I know, I know yourself. You're, you know, tied in there with your local uh, charities and church and companies and school. Anything that you do with the with the club, with the business, you know, to keep members engaged outside of the classes.
2: Yes. So yeah. of course, uh, it's a very social business, right? So it's, it's a relationship business when you have a little place like mine. Yes. And so, yes, of course, we would go out dancing before COVID. We would go into the Latin nightclubs. We would go all over. And my students loved it, loved it. Um, And for the younger kids, we would do things like go to a movie. If a new Disney movie came out, we'd have like a a movie field trip, if you will. And um, the parents would come too, you know. And, you know, just local little coffee, sometimes one-on-one, like if, it's not unusual at my studio for people to talk to me after class. Yeah. Many people stay after just to talk maybe about something in their life that yeah. they just need somebody to talk to sometimes. Um, so we'll go to, sometimes I'll just go one-on-one a coffee with somebody or maybe just get, you know, dinner or, or anything. So yeah, yeah it, it is part of the job. It is part yeah. of the job.
1: For sure, and Like you, you hit the nail on the head. You said it's not just fitness or dance, but it's a relationship business. It's a community business. It's accountability business, coaching business, all, all of that kind of mixed uh, into one under one roof, if you will. So yeah, very cool to hear that, that you do that. And yeah, people definitely want, you know, they want us as their coach. Um, we're there for more than that. You know, we're there for somebody to lean on at certain times. You know, everybody's going through something, obviously. So a uh, cool opportunity for us to be able to do that with people and kind of impact their lives every day. Like not many jobs or careers get to do that. So that's uh, something I personally love. and think, think is super unique to what we do. Um, Gina, so the goal here is looking like, uh, to pairing up with your daughter and the girl, this business back to pre COVID levels. Uh, and I, we talked about this off camera, anything that you did during COVID that you didn't do before that you're going to keep in place now or anything we've learned, Going through the past two years obviously it's been the hardest two years uh definitely in the fitness space for sure anything you learned in that time that you're gonna be able to take forward uh business practice or even a mindset or or anything really
2: um not to be afraid
1: yeah i, like I mean
2: it. i i'm not a technical person the thought of <laughs> the thought of that zoom class my very first zoom class I was, yeah. I was thinking, why am I afraid? These are my students. They're gonna support me if I make a mistake. Oh, you know, which I did. <laughs> there was glitches the first few classes and my computer got hung up and I didn't know what to do. And, um, but they were all kind, they were all supportive. They were all wonderful. Um, I don't really know what I was so afraid of.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: know why I was so nervous to work with technology. <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's something new, you know, I mean, it's totally, yeah, it's, you know, it adds a different element, you know, it's, it's different than in person. Obviously if we were talking in person right now, instead of through zoom, it'd be, you know, conversation obviously be a little different The nonverbal cues and all these sort of things. So yeah, I totally get that. With that being said, do you, I see the future of fitness going to that, to that, we'll say hybrid remote, uh, place in some capacity. Um, I read this report, I think that's probably two weeks ago now. Right now, in twenty twenty two, there's five billion dollars going to the virtual space, and then by twenty twenty seven, it'll be fifty nine billion a year, and I'm sure growing from that. So, since you've already used Zoom, is there any any thoughts to adding that to the to the business uh, plan? Or yeah, what's that look like?
2: So, yes, I have a very divided studio right now. I yeah. have I have one little group of students yeah. that never want to come back to the studio they love they love their online class yeah and they love it because they don't have to sit in traffic right if it's raining they don't have to get muddy or wet or whatever yeah. or a lot of them got dogs during yeah. uh yep. covid so they can stay home with their pet they don't have to leave the pet yeah i know that sounds silly but i um, no, just being I honest it. here and um so they have shared with me that they want these online classes to never end. So I thought, okay. And then I have another group of students that never want anything to do with Zoom again. They love being in person. They love the energy in the room. They love hearing everybody singing or cheering each other on, or they need that real party kind of fitness vibe. And so yes, I have a very divided studio right now. So I am doing both. Okay. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely, there's obviously a big convenient convenience factor to it. Like you said, you know, so yeah, I think it's something that's not going to go anywhere. So it's got to be part of our, our business, which, you know, it can be a good thing, you know, can be, definitely serve more people at the end of the day. And yes, yeah, like, like you said, some people are, it's just easier, you know, you can do it in the house. You don't need like all these pieces of equipment to go to, to go to right. them. You know, you can, this is something you can definitely do from anywhere at any time. So, So that's very cool. That's where you as the coach comes in and and the instructor is awesome. Uh, Gina, final question for you. Since you've been open now eight years and we've gone through COVID, which I say is like having probably 10 years, uh, the last two years of business experience is like equal to 10 years, uh, maybe more. I mean, you know, probably more. What advice would you give to somebody, one of our listeners who's looking to, you know, start a gym or a, a fitness business, any advice to them or mistake that you may have made that you learned from to pass along to them?
2: Um, well, I think you should just do it. I think, I think for me, I, I just had to do it. Yeah. I, I think if I listened to everyone else that said, you need a business plan, you need a website, you need to have all your equipment. You don't need it. You, all you really need is that desire to help people. Yeah, for sure. For That's sure. That's All you really need.
1: Yeah. I love it. The one the comes back to the, comes back to the why, you know, to serve others, to inspire others. And that's, I think uh, what we're what we're both doing here. So that is awesome. Uh, great advice, uh, awesome to hear. Gina, where can uh, the listeners find you on that website and on all, all your social media uh, outlets and all that good stuff?
2: Yes, of course, it's Gina's Studio, um, two S's. I know that's so silly, but it's ginastudio.com. Yep. Yep. That's my website and you'll find, um, you can reach me by email, Facebook, any anyway. It's all on my website.
1: So. and then uh are you taking like uh, i will say non-members for, for that zoom class like if i was you know in, in california or iowa or wherever that's open Absolutely. To cool Absolutely. awesome awesome that's awesome i love it yeah i think that's a great thing to, to offer and definitely part of the, of the future fitness so thanks so much again for joining us today gina gina we wish you the best of luck and thank you for sharing your story with us
2: thank you it was you, wonderful
1: you got it and to everybody who listened we appreciate you as well please hit like, and subscribe to be notified for future
0: episodes. And until next time, as always, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner, that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money. Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free, leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
5: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one, the only, Chris out of Georgia- with the results 2.0 what's going on Chris how are you man what's going on man how you know I'm doing pretty good always good man always good happy Monday um, I know right excited to have you on of course every day is a good day am I right <laughs> I agree right <laughs> uh, oh man let's do it and now before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on at uh results 2.0 uh tell us a little bit about how you describe you know your business to people and what made you get started in the gym in the first place
4: uh well long story short man um I played sports in high school. Um, I played a little college football, so I was a college athlete. Um, and probably what a lot of athletes struggle with is what you're going to do after that. Um, I realized quickly I wasn't going to go to the NFL or anything like that. And I had needed to figure out what I was going to do. Um, went to school, figured out um, exercise science. I liked exercise science, but most people do it to um, get into physical therapy. So I tried a the physical therapy thing and it's, it was crazy boring. Um, so I was lost. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So one of my friends I went to school with, he had the same problem. We didn't know what we wanted to do. PT school was backed up. We were like, Hey, let's try this fitness thing. Uh, we tried to fitness thing. It didn't work. <laughs> uh, so I was like, man, I got to figure out something. And I was like, I'm gonna try to be a personal trainer because I felt like that was something that I could relate to. I had always done it. I always worked out. I figured I would try to help some people get into personal training. So that's kind of how I got into it. And I've been ever into it ever since. And that was in, I think, 2012. And that's just what I've been
5: doing. And I just got better at it till this day. I love it, man. Always learning, man. You grow or you die. I always say there you that's go. good Thank stuff, man. I love that, Chris, man um and uh you now this is just me asking what position you played you played football right what position you played i did man
4: um i played running back in high school and went to a school so, that only threw ball. i went to um uh, west alabama uh for wow. a year and played wide receiver for them um and i hated it <laughs> um <I> did, uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't a the position so um i played a little bit got a chance to play my freshman year stuff like that um and like i said man it just it wasn't for me man i wasn't I wasn't enjoying it. I think a lot of people don't understand that. When you get into college, it becomes a job, and it's not fun anymore. So I wasn't having fun, so I needed to hit them books, and I was feeling everything. So my parents was like, hey, you know, move back home. Let's get you in school. Got in school, transferred to um, ABAC for probably about a semester, transferred to um, and finished at Georgia Southern. Um, But like I said, I went to finish school because, like I said, the football
5: thing wasn't working out. It's good stuff, man. Like, I mean, you got something out of it, right? You realize what your real passion was. So right. I think that's great, man. I think that's great. So uh, now on the topic of Result 2.0, um, you know, uh, on, a, on a, a basic scale, what services do you guys offer? Well, well, the biggest thing for us is personal training.
4: That's what we do. That's what we're good at. Uh, we help in other things. But our main draw right now is personal training, especially with COVID. It's real easy to give people that personal feel. It's appointment only, Um, you know, and that's kind of how we got into doing it. We were a full service gym and then with COVID, it kind of shut us down. So I revamped, you know, what we do. And that's what we do now. All we do is personal training. That's what we specialize in. If you look up results 2.0,
5: that's pretty much everything that we do and the business skills around that. Yeah. Awesome stuff, man. And uh, and how many members are you guys at right now?
4: Well, we probably, we are probably seeing it close to, I'm going to say probably about 200 members, but like that's me including the small group training. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but it's pretty small, but you wouldn't ever know it was 200 members because everybody's
5: appointment only. I like that. I like that. Yeah,
4: yeah, everybody's in, everybody's out for this session. And like I said, it's like the ladies going to the nail shop. When <laughs> they get in, they get out. <laughs>
5: uh and that's it. That one. That's cool. That's cool. Oh yeah, man. And so all right, now let's say let's say I walked in, right? I walked in or I want I'm ready to join, whatever it is. Uh, what would I have to pay to get started? All right. Before you get
4: started, you don't pay anything. Um, one of my pit peeves is knowing my history. Um, every person that does any service with us has to do a consultation and it's free. Um, so we take your medical history. We want to know, have you had trainers before? We want to know if you got injuries. We want to know if you got, we want to know if you on any medications. We want to know anything that's going to affect you. Exercise before you step in the gym, you're going to have to do a free consultation. Okay. If you're doing, you know, you're doing the group training or a personal trainer, you're going to have to
5: do a, a consultation with a trainer first. So I like never- that. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, but know after that consultation, um, Basically, what would that monthly cost be for me? All right, if so I, if I, I'm ready to go. Okay, gotcha. So
4: what we do is we do pack- that consultation is going to give me an idea of what you want. Some people come in for weddings. Where they say, "Chris, I got a wedding in three months." I'm saying, "Okay, this is what I can do. This is what how many days I need to see you. This is um, the best route to go." So we do it in packages. We have um, we have no contract packages. We have a three month. Contract. We have a six month contract, nine month, and a twelve month contract. So their package is going to be based on the length of the contract and how many days a week that they come. The longer
5: the contract, the cheaper the rate. The shorter the contract, the more expensive the rate. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's smart. That's smart. I think you give people the versatility to go up and down. Right. Right. Um, exactly. And um, now let's say, uh, now let's say I didn't walk in. Right. Let's say you want, like, uh, you know that. I'm like your avatar. I'm the, I'm the right person, the right fit for your gym. How do you guys go about finding new clients? Like, how would you find someone like me who wanted to join?
4: Um, right now, well, in the for the longest hours, were, it was a lot of referrals. Because especially with personal training, it's really hard to get people to just come in off the street. It's like like I said earlier, like a guy getting a haircut. You know, once you barbecuing your hair, you don't want to go to nobody else. Um, training is like that. So we usually get, we get most of our people off referral um but the you know we're near atlanta too so big personal training is a big thing so we get a lot of people off google we've really got a lot of people off instagram Um, uh, and man to be honest with you man i do a lot of reading um i read you know listen to podcasts and read a lot of books about what we got to do to get you know get new clientele um and then the big thing for us this year is doing stuff in the community and just doing stuff that letting people know where we are who we are um so like running five Ks, we do five Ks as teams. We I did the Tough Mudder in it, um in Atlanta yesterday, and so just letting people know yesterday. that <laughs> yeah, it was just yesterday. That's oh, why oh man yeah yeah um <laughs> so yeah we just constantly trying to do different things Instagram TikTok we make videos we make reels um and like I said but we get a lot of people locally from referrals you'll be surprised man how many you know how
5: much of the business is referral yeah and I think um. That's kudos to you because I'm, I mean, I'm sure you know this, right? Um, that means your fulfillment is great, right? You're good at what you do and it shows because if you refer somebody to a service or anything, you're raising your status. So the people genuinely like, Hey, like I'm going to refer Brian to Chris because he's great at what he does. And now Brian's going to look at me like I'm a way better person, way cooler person. Cause now he's got somebody who's going to help him and he's helped me. So that's right. awesome stuff there. It's something to really be proud of. You know, I think, I mean, I think there's so many avenues you can go down with, um, marketing, whether it's, you know, actual ads, you know, social media, whether it's even flyers There's so many avenues you can do. Um, right. I think it's a matter of, of just what's right for you. Right. Um, yeah. or what you do or don't know. So that's good there. And now let's say this, Chris, let's say you had unlimited traffic. Let's say every single day you were getting like five ten people uh what would be the maximum capacity like how many clients would you max out like like, once i get to this number i can't take any more clients
4: well all right so well and and i'm not sure if anybody else does this but um i came up with a cool idea um because for the longest i was my only like a lot of people take training as they train them you know you're a trainer you're a trainer you're a trainer is the only business that you can have. My dream has always been: how can you scale training make it beneficial for you and another trainer? So what we do is there is no limit to how many clients I can take because of my team. Um, so, say for example, you set up a consult with me. I run your consultation. I'm gonna be upfront. I'm gonna say, hey, you know, you know, JJ, I have a, I have a lot of clients right now. Everything's set up on appointment. But if you can't book me, feel free to book any one of my trainers. The difference is there is no difference in the program. I'm going to be the trainer that writes your program. It's basically like my trainers are substitutes. So they're going to go to your file. They're going to pull your file. They're going to see every single workout that I wrote out for you. They're going to see where you're at, how you got there. They're going to know how, you know what your reps. They're going to know how many weeks you've been coming because every client has a file. So the only difference is going to be the, the conversation between the trainer and the client but there is no difference because it allows my trainers not to um, burn out. It allows us to go on trips. It allows us to go on vacations. Um, That's the biggest knock on training is you can only train so many people in one day. See, but we don't have that limitation because we have a team.
5: That's smart. And so you're saying you could get to a thousand and that'd be no problem. That's it. All I I got to
4: do, right. All I got to do is get another trainer. And then what we do is we divvy them out. So if somebody come in and say, hey, that doesn't fit my schedule, we'll have a trainer
5: that fits your schedule, period. I like that. I like that. So now let's take a step back, Chris, all right? I and mean, instead of how you find new clients, um, and I know you say you do that consult, but walk me through the client journey, right? Let's say I'm a lead. I do that consult. Um, if there is any, if there's not, totally okay, but is there a sales process that I have to go through? Like, do you sit me down and give me packages? And then I choose from there, or you know, is it just like, hey, give me your credit card, we're good to go? Like walk me through that sales process, client journey, becoming a client.
4: Our sales process is pretty much us telling you how I'm gonna get you to your goal. So, like for example, like I remember when I first moved up here, well, when I first moved north, I noticed everybody offers offers a package. It's um. You pay $500 and you get as many sessions as you you can within that $500 range, and then that's it. We do everything goal-based. I've learned that people do better with goals. So let's just, for easy math, I'm going to go over like my 12-month contract. So if you came in, you said, hey, Chris, I got to lose uh, 100 pounds. That's an automatic cue to me that there's no way that I'm better to make you lose 100 pounds in less than a year. <laughs> so it automatically <laughs> tells me, that I need to go ahead and tell this person why I think they need to do my one year contract. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you how much, you know, how much you weigh, what you're currently doing, whatever the case may be. I'm going to automatically. So say your body fat percent is, um, 40%. I like my, I know what at this point, I know what it takes to look a certain way. Nine out of 10 times clients come in and say, Hey, Chris, I want to have a flat stomach. I want to be toned. I want to be stronger. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we like to get our, in order for, especially females, because we predominantly have females, sure. need, they need to be about, 20, about 20%, 20 to 24% body fat, depending on the female. So like I said, that's the, the average. So it's not everybody, but most people, if you get about 24%, you're pretty lean, it's pretty manageable, um, and you look really, really good. So you're not too skinny, you're not too muscular, not too bulky. Um, so if you're 40% and I need to get you to 20% body fat, that mean I need to drop you 20% body fat before you look like what you asked me to do. Um, I know most of the time, depending on that person, if they work out, if they do the nutrition that we give them, they can drop probably about 3% per month, maybe more. Um, but most times that's the average. But a lot of my clients, are, they have families, they go on vacations, they don't do exactly what we tell them. So a lot of times they don't change or they change 1%. So I always try to tell them to meet me in the middle if they meet me in the middle I say hey well our goal let's do two percent per month so I already have their their long-term goal which is to drop their long-term goal is to drop them to 20 percent before they ever stop training um that tip that gives them the idea that they need to do the one the one-year contract my one-year contract if they come twice a week is 200 a month if they come three times a week is 300 a month so they already know what they're going to pay monthly because they have a long-term goal. I didn't just throw a random number 300 a month because I want them. They're paying 300 a month because their goal is to reach 20% within that time timeframe. Um, and then I know that I'm, I can tell how many months it's gonna take because I just divided. If we doing 2% per month, we know, we know exactly how long that's gonna take. So if they gotta drop 20%, you divide that by two, it's gonna take them 10 to 12 months. So I try to give them a little grace period because they're gonna go on vacation, Something's going to happen. Where they are going to have a month? They don't change every single month. So it makes sense for them to do that one year contract. So that's how I help them decide the length of contract and how much it costs. And then that's just my recommendation. Now, you got other factors. Some people say, well, Chris, I travel six months out of the year. So I tell them there's no need for you to sign a one year contract knowing that you travel. So that's another thing that we go over. So I say, if you travel, don't sign a contract. Most people, like normal people, you want to sign a contract because it's cheaper. But you will exactly. lose money. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, right? But they don't realize you lose money if you sign a contract and you don't come to the sessions because it's contracted. So we bill you regardless of whether you come or not. But that's how we its how we charge people. That's how we get paid. But it also tells them why we're charging them that. So if I recommend a person that's new off the street ain't never worked out before, I'm going to say you need to come two days a week because you can get a certain amount of gains with 2 days a week. You don't necessarily have to work out 3 days or 5 days. A newbie can get hiller gains with 2 day, two days a week. So I know you got a weekly goal of 2 days a week, you got a monthly goal of 8 sessions a month. And then you got your your monthly goal which is drop your body fat fat percent 2% or better. And then your total goal is to get you down to that 20 20%, which ticks all of their boxes they're toned they're smaller their stomach's flat and they're in shape and
5: it's not so lean that they can't maintain it so that's kind of how our process works yeah and you know what chris i want to tell i want to comment you on something man i think i love that you're you're genuinely here to help people you know um you even you literally even though it's not a real sales process here you're you're literally telling me like Look, well, you don't even need that. I'm not going to recommend something you don't need. You're giving them what they need and not what you think they need, right? Would they actually use this? So, And I like that you're, you're in the best interest of the client. And that goes a long, long way because you care, man. And people feel that. They feel that. And it's not like, I'm telling you, man, you can walk in and tell I mean, I'm not going to say that specific gym in particular, but those corporate gyms, you walk in there, you know, they're profit driven for sure. Right. Every exactly. time. So at that point, I mean, man, I, I'm kudos there, man. Seriously, that, that's huge. And I, I mean, I think I know the answer to this question, but maybe I'm wrong. Do you do all the selling? <laughs> you know what? No, you know what, man. I, I'm I in the beginning, I help my
4: I help my trainers because I don't want my trainers to to go in there and pitch a package. Um, and be honest with you, like even if I pitch the package, let's say I know it sounds bad. Well, it, it sounds amicable that you know, like. I care. Cause I do care. We care. I only hire people that do care, but you also got to think the damage that a bad review would do to a smaller gym like mine. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I can package and then they're not satisfied. They ruin me. Um, with a bad review. So yes, the biggest thing for me is doing the volume. So I don't have to charge them because if they get the results, they're going to bring me somebody back. Somebody always wants to be in shape. I mean, we want to be in shape. That's, I mean, we live in America where everybody's overweight, like it's inevitable. At some point in time, you're going to want to be more fit. So if I can keep our record clean, us caring, it go, I mean, for me, I think it goes hand in hand. So there's no need for me to, because I've done the sales where they say, hey, you know, you had this person pay $50, <laughs> then you charge them $15 this fee, and then you had this next fee. But guess what? You get a bad review every single Every, every time. Every, every time. Yeah, so that's just that's an ad, awesome, that I won't take that risk because, like I said, if a person get results, they're going to bring me somebody else there to pay me, regardless of whether I gave them a sales pitch or not. Or at least
5: that's, you know, that's my belief on it. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. man. I, I, that, that's just you having skin in the game. You, you've done it. You've been through it. You know what I mean? And you've learned from experience, which is awesome. I think that's, that's great stuff there. It really does set you aside there, Chris. Um, and, and let me ask you this, right? I like to throw you in the hot seat here and turn the tables and give you a little bit of self-reflection here. Um, You know, in in the fitness industry, especially the gym industry, you got about three pillars of business that are used most out of the five, right? And the three is typically lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Lead acquisition, which is your sales. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is essentially keeping people for a longer time and getting them to spend more money with you. Of those three processes, which do you feel like you can improve on in the most? Uh, I would say the first one, because
4: I've always got caught up in focusing on retention. Um, I started at a smaller gym to where they moved the big box gym in. So we had to focus on retention and not sales. Um, so if I had, I would say acquisition. Yeah, I could definitely do better acquisition, which I know, um, which is something that I continue to work on, but for, for the longest I have, I've always focused on, you know, focus or put high priority on, you know, maintaining the clientele that we had over the long, over the long term.
5: Yeah. And, and on the topic of retention, which I like that, I like that you focus on that because I think a lot of people let that go, right. LTV lifetime value of the client is so much more important than just getting people for three months and then letting them go. If you can keep them for three years then at that point, I mean, come on, it's a no brainer, but right. Um, How do you go about tracking, uh, you know, new members and then who leaves? You know what I'm saying? That process. Do you have a CRM, uh, a sign-in sheet? What do you do for tracking?
4: Right. So we track, Yeah, we pretty much track everything, man. Um, Because, you know, even with people not being, you know, even though you don't retain everybody, you, you got people come in like phases. You got people that stop and come back. And then you got your new people that come in. And then you got your people that always come. So we always track that because I've always focused on retention. Um, so we have sign-in sheets. Um, the point-of-sale system that I use keeps up with it for me for the most part. Nice. So I know how much money they spend, when they spend money, how often they spend money, how often they check in. And then I listen to my clients too, man. That's one of my big things. I read a book. I don't know if it helps or not. It's called um They, sure. ask, um, they ask We Answer or something like that. And it tells you to put yourself in the in the buyer's position and that's just always been my like what would they ask me if what would i ask if i was trying to buy something and i try to answer that question in my business every single time Uh, yeah so that's kind of how i do that but yeah we track we track everything um and i always tell my guys we want to be the amazon of fitness so you don't have to sell two hundred dollars you know five six seven hundred dollars in pt if we can offer them the things that they need, that they also benefit. So, you know, we have our own pre-workouts. We have our own gear. We, you know, we have proteins and, you know, th- everything that makes, that makes us successful, we want to make sure we offer the clients. If they ask, you know, we tell them or we tell them, we teach them that that's not going to, you know, that that's not going to help. And it's your own brand that you created? The, the well, stuff? My pre-workout, yeah. So I create, so, um, I never used to take pre workouts, and uh, wow. oh, a lot of my clients were so on the fence about it. So yeah, I just manufactured my own. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome,
5: bro. That's awesome. Wow, mm-hmm. it's next level stuff there. Smart, cool. And I like to ask this question. It's, it's the last question we're gonna have for you, and, and I think it always serves as like a, a great, 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 just like answer that even surprises yourself sometimes. We had one guy, I kid you not, know, last week. I asked him, and I kid you not, man, Chris, he walked out for like 10 minutes, came back, we stopped recording and re-recorded, and he was like, All right, I'm going to answer the question now. Like, we were like, okay. Like, You're sure, right. man. So, um, basically, if you could go back in time to when you first started your gym, right? What's yeah. one piece of advice you would tell yourself when you were starting?
4: Uh, w- let me see.
5: Um,
4: learn more sooner. Um, read more and and not worry about sleeping as much, and not being so caught up in what everybody else wants you to do, and try to satisfy everyone else. Like you, and, and just realize it's a business. That was my, you know what? That's what I would go. Learn that it's a business, and quit taking everything personal. Um, especially when you're a trainer, everybody wants you to train them for free. Um, and like I try to teach my young clients that I'm like, everybody wants a meal guy, but they want a meal guy for free um they want you to train them outside the gym for free or everybody wants a discount but i don't think people realize which training doesn't get any respect i will say that um they don't realize being a trainer is hard you don't you don't wake up one day and make fifty thousand dollars you wake up one day and you make zero (laughs) until you you know acquire them clients and it's easy for people to message you and say hey can i get a meal guy can i can I get a session? Can you tell me how to work out? Can you write me a workout? But they will never they will never come to you and pay you. Um, and if they don't pay you, they don't respect you because they don't respect your level of intelligence and the work that it took. Because training is hard. It might be a lot of bad trainers out there, but you have to be hella, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, I went to school for exercise science and like, I really feel like I wouldn't be the level of trainer that I somewhat consider myself if I didn't have that. Um and I think people don't understand you hear exercise you think it's
5: simple but if it was that simple everybody would be in shape and it's not man Exactly so true so true Chris I love that man I love that piece it's just that education educate yourself before you know don't educate yourself when you're 100, 100 miles down the road and you're like all right cool now it's time to learn, learn Right get go I love that I love that So awesome Chris look I think that's a pretty good place to wrap things up on this episode but before we sign out Chris where can people find you man shout out your Instagram Shout out your Facebook, shout out your website, whatever you got, man. All right. Well, man,
4: my Instagram is is just like the name says, it's Results 2.0. Um, it'll bring me up. The re- the website is Results 2.0, but you spell out point. So it's Results 2.0.com. Um, so pretty much everything that you can find is Results 2.0. Uh, we're located in Locust Grove, Georgia, uh, near Henry County, like right below Atlanta. Um, you can Google map it. You can, like I said, it's small. But like i said we can be found like i mean like i said we got our own pre-workout we got our own apps we pretty much got everything that any large-scale company would have we're just new and we're slowly growing and you know you know we're gonna catch up to people and we're gonna surprise people and we're doing something a little different because like i said it's people don't scale personal training and then when they do they lose themselves in the in the meantime like you said it becomes sales and you can't do sales Um, but like I said, Locust Grove, Georgia, Henry County, McDonough, anything in the Henry County area, they can find us. We can help them with a nutrition, um, kids, athletes, weight loss, pretty much anything. I mean, we'll take care of it. App online training, virtual training. Um, and like I said, if you're looking for IG is the easiest way to find me because you can book your appointments, you can book your consultations. Any of that stuff is bookable from my IG. And like I said, it's real easy. You literally type in results 2.0, results 2.0 um it just a lot of people ask me if this don't hurt why did i name it results 2.0 the gym that i bought was called results fitness and it was my second opportunity to become who i wanted to so Mm -hmm. and so results 2.0 a lot of people ask me that all the time this is my logo here on the front i don't know if you can see they probably won't be yeah we can see it it, it, yeah Yeah, but that's the r abstract r so results 2.0 just like on the shirt um so it's on that Yeah, man. So, like I said, man, I appreciate y'all having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. And then, like I said, if I can help everybody reach out to me. And like I said, just look me up on IG. It's
5: real simple. Results 2.0. Yeah, Chris. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us, talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be touching you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
2: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
1: Welcome back guys to the Gym Lords podcast where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I am your host, Austin Montero. Today we're joined by Ignacio Cazada from IQ Fit in Yuba City, California. Ignacio, how are we doing today, man?
6: Good, good, man. Excited to
1: be here. Love it, man. Thank you for coming on, spending some time with us. I know, uh, sure your days are busy, packed. I remember those gym ownership coaching days. It gets, it gets wild. So let's dive in, man. So IQ Fit, you've been open uh, in business for you know some five, five plus years now. What was your, what led you to start this business? Uh, why did you choose to go down this path of entrepreneurship within the fitness space? You know, and what was that experience like for you? So
6: honestly, man, I, I've been. Uh... I've been a trainer for over like 17 years. I started working for 24 hour fitness a while back and then, uh, and then just kind of got into like management and all this other stuff. And it just decided I wanted to run things on my own. Um, once we, once I started the, uh, the business, it was, it was pretty rough, but, uh, um, I mainly really got into it just because of the love of of you know being able to change people's lives through fitness you not know, as uh, as maybe cheesy as that may sound it's just what it is right. um it helped me a lot uh when when i got when i got started with a trainer as well and it made a big impact on me and and i wanted to do the same for others
1: i love it, man so you yeah, had to serve other people and to, to have them experience that same experience you had pretty much long story yeah. short what is that what excites you like I love to ask like what excites us to get out of bed in the morning as gym owners, as coaches, as trainers, is that the thing working with people, the passionate side of it, helping uh, basically change your lives for the better?
6: Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I've, you know, I've, I've had, I've been fortunate enough to work with people that have, you know, that they've been told by doctors like, Hey man, you're not going to be able to do this. You know, i gonna be able to deadlift anymore because you know, they have, you know, either spinal fusion or, they have any other like chronic diseases and stuff and and just kind of be able to flip the switch on those you know and change their lives so like hey i'm, I'm moving a lot better i feel more energized and stronger i feel way better than i was like in my mid-20s you know so that's that's what really like makes a difference for me
1: yeah for sure man i feel the same way like i, I have a similar back issue so like had a doctor tell me that exact thing you know you're never gonna be able to do this again this again this again and it's awesome to be able to get back to those things we love. So a great job we get to do, you know, coaching clients and, and athletes and, and members, you know, you know, on their health and wellness journey. So I love it, man. So uh, IQ Fit. So you told me, and I think you just mentioned that started in the garage, right? It's kind of how this whole show started here in our garage, <laughs> which is awesome. And you yeah. told me you moved a few times over the course of five years. You know, so from the garage to your first physical space, and then moved moves a few times since then. Uh, Just talk to us about like that experience and like why you've, why you've moved these few times and what your current space setup is like.
6: Yeah. uh, So when, when I started in the garage, I think I had like, I started with like, man, like a, like three or four clients that followed me from another gym. Uh, I I was in that space. I was in the summer here in Uva city. It gets crazy hot. So, uh, (laughs) so I ended up, getting my first space kind of more out of necessity than anything. It wasn't really something that I, that I felt completely ready to do. um, Just because I didn't have a lot of clients, but um, out of necessity, I jumped into a location was about 800 square feet. Uh, And yeah, man, that's how we got started. It was just kind of more like word of mouth that first year Um, uh, I was locked into a year lease at the location. And then from there, uh, I was able to expand to a slightly bigger location. That was 1,100 square feet. Yeah. Um, and, and it was in a, a nice little plaza set up. Um, I, I think once I, once I started there, it, it just kind of took off more. And uh, I, was, I, I think up to like the third year, I had been a one-man show and then finally was able to hire a, a trainer. Um, I, I actually worked with her uh she she lost over 150 pounds with me she got really inspired and wanted to do the same for others as well and um with her help you know and the help of the other trainers that i've that i've uh hired we've been able to expand now uh to a four thousand two hundred square foot location all right um and that's that's kind of where we're at right now
1: <laughs> I love it man that's so cool like uh you know, going from the garage to an 800 square foot, you know, re, uh, retail or, or commercial space to now 4,200 square feet, which is incredible, man. Uh, Ignacio, how many members, clients did you have when you went from the garage to that first space? Like 10? Oh uh, no, yeah, man. I only had like, like 10,
6: 10 clients.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> now we're what, like a hundred somewhere in that ballpark, which is terrific. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Very cool to hear. And only five short years too, which is awesome, man. So, all right, so let's dive into like um the business side of things, right? So IQ Fit we've got a beautiful place now, 4,200 square feet. We got 100 clients that we're serving, you know, every day. For most people, probably for a good amount of people, um, what services do you offer there for the clients?
6: So ma- mainly our locations, yes, focused on personal training, like one-on-one training. Okay. Um, we do run like group classes. Uh, the group classes that we run right now are they? I have one coach just uh, running them for me right now. I started up that that group class, um, uh, we got up to like 20 people in a group class. Yeah. Um, we, and, and within that, that, uh, that time frame it's at 6 30 PM. That's when we run the class. Um, we, we ha- had kind of had to like shut down the door. So like members wouldn't keep coming through and like interrupting the class flow and all that stuff too. So, uh, and that's, that's what we're doing right now. So 6 30 PM was that class, uh, then we do run, uh, morning classes, like semi-private classes, which is just like eight people in the class. Okay. Um, during the semi-private classes, there's a little different in our, than our uh, group classes in the semi-privates. Um, uh, what I do is actually div- like customize a program for the uh, client, um, based off a of skill level, based off their, you know, what they can handle with their capacity, uh, their their fitness background and and all those kinds of things too what their goals are so everyone's like parameters are a little different when they go into their training split um uh, these semi-privates are on a on a three-day a week basis and then they have like some homework to do like on the days that they're not training with us at the end of the day what we're trying to do with personal training with these semi-private classes is to educate people on how to do things on their own right that's the ultimate goal um fortunately you know like our our client retention has been like pretty high because of because of that purpose you know we keep progressing our clients and keep teaching them stuff educating them and and that's the goal just to make sure that they they know what to do and do things safely efficiently and effectively
1: sure yeah uh, i love the man I love, uh, process. yeah and i love the three different like options you have pt you have the small group which which I like a lot. I really like that small group uh, training method and service a lot. And then, and then the big group training. So personal training one-on-one is the bread and butter, right?
6: Or yeah, no? that's, okay, cool. that's um, the main one.
1: So then, yeah, it's great. So we have those three options there, PT, semi-private, group training. Uh, how do you go about charging for those? You don't have to give us a number, but like uh, ballpark, like uh, PT to semi-private to group training. Are, are there different rates for those, especially the semi-private to the big group?
6: Yeah, so for for the uh, private classes, um, I, I I don't mind like sharing prices or anything. Like I personally charge seventy dollars per session on one on one time. Um, there's you know a, there's the uh, the nutrition aspect of it that I that I incorporate a nutrition specialists and all that stuff. So I I I do the whole body scan and and all this other stuff I do with the programming. Um, there's access to an app as well. So you get your workouts also plugged into an app. Uh, And then the semi-private is, it's pretty much the same thing, but we, you know, with eight people, I can coach eight people at the same time, but I can't coach 20 people. You know, it's a, it's a big difference. I, I'm like a big, you know, sickle for form. I got to make sure like my people can squat properly and those kinds of things. So uh, with the semi-private, uh, having eight people in the class, we charge about two twenty a month uh, for three times a week, twelve sessions. Okay. Uh, they think it breaks down to about like eighteen dollars per session, uh, which is an option that's more affordable for people that want to get that personal training but they uh, they can't afford the one on one. Right, um, and then our group classes. Our group classes are one eighty a month. It's four times a week. Right. right. Um, it's also run by a coach, uh, and uh, and those classes are more they're, – they're scalable as well, but it's kind of like whatever is on the workout for that day, that's what everybody's going to work on. Sure. Uh, and we don't necessarily, like, customize anything for them. It's like, hey, th- do this option if you can't do this option. Perfect. It's just a little modifier they give them. and uh, They're great classes as well. Uh, they just don't come with that nutrition aspect of it either.
1: Got it. Yep. Yeah, so the big group is more just general physical preparedness. You know, we're just getting a, a good workout uh, in a class. General
6: fitness, yeah.
1: Yeah, and yeah, you know, it's always a lot of energy, and it's, you know, it's, it's good in a, uh, you know, a, a good way to get entered into the fitness space. Now, with the, with the sunlight private do you time slot that? Like, is it like 9, 10 a.m.? Or how do you schedule that piece?
6: Yeah, I do. Um, I schedule them. I have, I have three groups currently. Yeah. I have a group, uh, which is, it runs Mondays. Mondays, Wednesdays at 5 a.m. and Saturdays at 6 a.m. And then I have group two, and that one's uh, a Monday, sorry, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 5 a.m. Okay. My group two is just a little bit more intermediate advanced. Yeah. Group one, uh, those are like more of the beginners. And then I have my, uh, my group three, which is at 8 a.m. That's Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 8 a.m. Okay. Um, and those guys are also like in the intermediate, advanced stages, um, and I, I schedule them based off of my my personal schedule. Sure. Yeah, um, and that's that's been working for me quite well.
1: Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, I love the semi-private uh, piece. I think it's like I think it's like the hotspot, you know, for for us as coaches and for and for the clients too as well. So very cool, Ignacio. How have you gone about getting faces in the door, like from a marketing standpoint, advertising standpoint? I feel like I always feel like we have to be pretty much constantly doing that in no matter in some, in some way, shape or form, you know? So what has that been your marketing and advertising philosophy?
6: So, um, my, I'm personally like, I, I've been getting a lot of word of mouth. It's a small community here. So a lot of what we do is, is referrals. Right. We get a lot of referrals. Um, but I, I do a little bit of like Facebook work and, and Instagram, like social media advertising, right. uh, I, I probably should invest a little bit more in it, more time in it. But uh, I, like I said, a lot, a lot of what we've been getting is just word of mouth, people walk-ins and stuff. Right now, we're we're in a better location as well, so we're actually visible to the community. Which back then, we we're just kind of like a little hole in the wall, and ain't nobody know we're there until you know a friend brings somebody in with
3: that and stuff. So. <laughs>
1: Having a uh, walk-in traffic is obviously a big plus. You know, I don't think I had one walk-in person in, you know, 10 years. So, like, that's really cool uh, that you guys have that. It's a great asset for you guys, to look at the location of the gym, especially this the space you're in now. Uh, you brought up the, uh, you know, the Facebook marketing, digital advertising. How much have you gone down that? Um, you guys have, like, a marketing budget you would use towards that a month, or have you done more, like, we'll try it out, like, for one month and see how it goes? What is What is that whole experience been like for you using like facebook ads or instagram or anything else
6: um i i use the facebook ads and 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 the social media stuff just mainly like when i'm gonna launch a new class okay. um and so it's been like let me do it for this month and see how it goes Right? Yep. if you know if i invest you know a hundred dollars in in this advertisement and i could get in return like maybe you know two signups from it then that, that's all it is um mainly my concern when it comes to 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 developing classes and getting people in there is just to make sure that it's like also worth my time like uh, I want to make sure that I get you know at least three people in there if I'm going to spend the time with them to to develop them and everything it's also for the cost I want to make sure that these people are getting what they're paying for make sure that you're also getting results and, and everything uh, but um, kind of stepping away from what you asked I know but uh it's for me the social media part is is just mainly just like a like on uh every now and then i really don't use it much okay uh, yeah it's just more like the when i'm trying to launch those new classes like i said
1: yeah for sure no it makes sense for yeah. sure great great time to use it when you're launching a new program or uh you know a new uh, offer if you will like do you guys do an initial offer ignacio like um you know like whether it's a uh, free week or a free session or a boot camp or like a six week program or a 28 day program, or what is like an initial offer you use to get people started or uh, that you have maybe used in the past?
6: No, I keep using it as I give them complimentary session okay. um, for either the group class uh, or the semi-private. Uh, for the one-on-ones, we do complimentary consultations where we just get to actually sit down with the person and talk to them a little bit more about their goals, we get their, you know, we do a, a complimentary body scan for them during that consultation. Um, and that we do those mainly like if they're interested in the one-on-one stuff. Yep. Uh so it that's that's kind of what we offer. We do offer also like an introductory package where they you can purchase three one-on-one sessions for just like 99 bucks. Um, and um and within within the uh, the three sessions, I offer a like money back guarantee too. Like if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. It's okay. It's just plain and simple. Like if you don't want to be with us, like, it's just cool. We got to earn your business.
1: I hear. You. Yeah, for sure. I like that a lot too. Like, and I think the guarantee shows like our conviction of what we do and how we can definitely help you and be of service to those people. And like you know, I I think our reputation is everything, especially in a we'll say a smaller city or town. Like word spreads quick. So if you know if people. I always think about like, you know, if we ever have a bad experience or they have a bad experience, they're going to tell a thousand people, you know, so like it's so important for us to be on top of that keep our reputation, you know, uh, as good as we possibly can. So that's why I love that kind of guarantee piece there. Um, Ignacio, I think you kind of just talked about it, but like say I joined the gym today uh, or I came and did a free class or a free session or that three session package to get started. What do you do? Do you sit down with that person when they come in? Does your other coach do it? And do you sit with that, down with them and like kind of pick their path? You know, I'm sure you go over their goals and that sort of thing, but then kind of choose whether they're going to go PT or small group or big group. Um, so what is that whole process of that new client intake process?
6: So before I even meet with the person, right, I, we, it's usually like I get communication through phone first. I get to talk to the person first and just kind of dissect what their goals are. Um if they're if they're interested more in a group class or if they're interested more on one-on-one, then I kind of gear it from there. So if they if they're interested more in the semi-private or the group classes, I kind of walk them through like what the process is for that. Um and then and then once I get them in front of me, uh, on the semi-privates, I run like a slight, like a small um like five to ten minute like assessment, kind of see where you know movement skill, body awareness, those kinds of things um and then for for the group classes it's just kind of more like walk in meet everybody you know you get run through the warm-up with everybody uh uh so it is just a little different as if you were doing semi-private or or group classes um like i said that that semi-private is just that little piece of you know having that one-on-one time with the trainer uh, yeah so
1: makes sense so yeah and again i love that semi-private piece now with your clients so like Obviously, when, when we're doing PT, that retention is always you know really good. I think we kind of see it dwindle as we get a bigger kind of group, you know, normally big groups because we kind of lose that one-on-one attention and maybe we're not able to build relationships as well as we can, you know, in a one-on-one setting. So what are you doing to like communicate with your clients when they're not in the gym and to keep them engaged, you know, in the gym and in the business when they're not seeing them like, like every day? So just best ways you've done to keep clients engaged and really uh, end of the day to keep them longer.
6: Yeah. So I actually text them, I'll text them or do weekly check-ins with them.
1: Okay.
6: Um, at the end of the day, like what they're looking for is results. Yep. So if I don't have these weekly check-ins with them, like progress photos or, or weight or anything like that, then uh, it kind of loses what I first talked about. Like in the, with that client, like, hey, I'm going to be there the whole step, of, every step of the way with you. I'm going to make sure you get to your goal and those kinds of things, right? So, um, I really never promise anything I can't deliver. So, uh, when it comes to holding my end of the bargain, I'll, I'll do it, uh, and that's that's what I do with with my clients in those semi privates or or one on ones. to make sure that they're checking in with me or I check in with them if I haven't heard from them throughout the week. Um, yeah, but, uh, and it, and it runs the same way. I uh, forgot to mention too, we do like online coaching. Uh, and, and I do the same thing with the, uh, online training, make sure that they're checking in once a week. I give them their program and, yeah. and, uh, nutrition stuff. And then they're good to go from there.
1: Yeah, man, I love it. I have two questions for you there. So, um, actually three questions. So with that, with the check-ins, uh, are you texting them like, uh, organically or do you, do you do it, do, do you do it automated?
6: No, I do it organically. I just personally just everything's just, yeah. For me, I mean, in, in my app, I'm able to just, I can create a group for like the semi-private group. And I go in there and I text, hey guys, how you guys doing? I need your progress photos, so on and so forth, and go from there. Yeah.
1: Love it. So, yeah. Yeah, you brought up the app and the online coaching. So, what is... uh. What does that part of the business look like for you? How are you best utilizing the online space? You know, twenty twenty two. Obviously, technology is a big part of our industry. It's gonna keep growing, obviously, and going that direction. So, how are we using the online coaching part of your business uh, to best serve your clients? Um,
6: the online coaching right now, it's like, it hasn't been like the the I haven't been having like the best revenue from it per se. I think I have like a no like at least like 20 clients probably from online coaching that's just like locals yeah. and and again it's just mainly because i haven't done any type of like advertising i, can, I, I think i could safely say that it's just mainly because of that so i haven't really advertised it much um and uh and most of the people that are doing like the uh, online training are people that are going either for weight loss or they're trying to do some sort of like bodybuilding stuff yeah, yeah. um that's mainly it but
1: so you're using online coaching for programming and for nutrition, right? Yeah. That's cool. And um, what does like your, your payment structure look like for that? Do you make them do it together? So it's the programming and nutrition together, or can they choose separate options?
6: They can choose separate options. Yeah, they can choose separate options. Uh, same thing also for like our group class people. So your group class people or, or gym members that they want to you know, do like a nutrition consultation. They would schedule that with me, and and I set them up with that.
1: Beautiful, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, obviously the online space is a, a big space, a growing space in our in our industry, right? Especially in the coaching piece. I think in this year, so we're 2022. Obviously, it's like five billion dollars going into online coaching, and then by 2027, we're looking at 59 billion, which is cr- a crazy number. Yeah. So you see where that trend is going, man. So it's awesome that's already a part of your business. Really good stuff. What other Ignacio? What other technologies? are you guys using within your business um you know to help is this uh obviously tracking softwares or email softwares or like the online platform or anything else you may be using uh technology within your business
6: uh, nothing really man it's it's just we created a website through wix and we get referrals through wix too people just messaging us and all that uh and uh that's that's pretty much it like i don't have like a a major like uh like business degree or anything like that actually I didn't even graduate from college uh and overrated, uh
1: overrated man don't need it. yeah <laughs> it's
6: just yeah, right i i think i just kind of learning as i'm going through the whole process
1: yeah. right sure.
6: um i train i train like quite a few like business business owners as well and I, you know i try to pick out their brains and stuff and that's and awesome. that's that's just how i've been i've been learning throughout this process but um around here like I, I wish there was more uh like uh more uh I guess like fitness entrepreneurs that would be willing to share more of their their knowledge as far as expanding and all that stuff and um it, it, I think for me for me being new to the area and not knowing a lot of people I mean that's that's another thing too uh but uh yeah man I I think
1: uh no it makes sense man yeah, yeah. yeah you hit on two good points, man. Like, uh, and I recall, like I told you I owned a few gyms back in the day, like mm. it's hard to share knowledge in a community with other gym owners, people, it's usually pretty closed off. Right. So like that's part of this podcast. You're a great way that we can, we can kind of share this message. And so you, you, you also said you're new, newer, so you didn't grow up in Yuba city. You moved here like what, five, six years ago. Is it kind of something like that?
6: Yeah. So I moved here about like seven years ago. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, from orange County. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we lived, uh, before I moved here, I was living in, uh, in the city of Wilmington over there, uh, but close to Carson Long Beach area. Oh, that is yeah. It. Yeah. I was living over there. Uh, I moved here. Uh, I think I mentioned I worked at 24 hour fitness, right. And, uh, and we were able to, I was able to get a, a management position and, uh, decided to move here. I had family already. My sister-in-law was living here and, uh, we, she allowed us to stay with her for a little bit while we found a home here, okay. moved. It was a good opportunity to, to do that with 24 and
1: cost of living now up here was a little, a little cheaper than yeah. oh, Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. A question, yeah. Personal question I have for you, man. Cause I, I find this interesting, like, you know, to go and open a business, like a gym in a place where we don't really know many people with any people, as opposed to like our hometown, you know, or where we have a really good base. Do you see any pros uh, or cons? to doing that opening a business where you really don't know anybody obviously the cons are we don't know as many people but i think there can be some pros there too just in your experience what is like been the pros and the cons of that
6: man so like not knowing a lot of people around the area was really scary because like it's you know like one i'm like man how do i get the word out there that i'm a trainer and how do i get these people to trust me and, and all that stuff so i got i had to do like quite a bit of of like footwork you know with that um I, I just I, I was fortunate enough that when I started doing the whole training thing my my wife was working so that that helped out a lot uh personally like when when I ended up you know training other people in my garage those people followed me from a gym that was local because I was work. I worked for that gym I think for like for like man six months or something i was one of their fitness managers so from there i had a few people that knew me and stuff and then like i said man when i started in the garage it was just around three three four people so it was very scary when we first when i started this whole this whole journey and uh uh, but right now it's yeah uh, it's great it's great man like yeah i love it people start i think right now people are starting to like hear more about like iq fit and all that too And um, like i said we we got some good coaches in there uh and uh and i'm and i'm still looking to hire more so like i said i, I want this place to grow but through personal training aspect of it so that's that's kind of what we're looking for you're trying to gather the best trainers around town
1: very cool man yeah i love it i love it i appreciate you sharing that piece something that always interests me is like obviously a harder thing to do in a place where you don't know as many people in a business like personal training Right. so like Really cool, announcement What to you right now, and I'm sure it's changed over the past five years, what is like a typical day for you like uh, owning this business like you know, like today? I know we're doing a podcast now, but just in general, what is like the day-to-day for you like now?
6: Day-to-day, man, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I'll nice. be ready to go, ready to rock at 5 a.m. Yep. Um, and then from 5 a.m. to 12, I am with clients uh, take a little break, come home, eat, and spend some time with my family. I had three kids, <laughs> I got three kids, one newborn. He's oh, he's a, he's a year old now. Yeah. Uh, um, and then I get back, back to the gym like around 4.30, 3.30 PM, run a few more, uh, semi-privates one-on-ones and, uh, well, not semi-privates, one-on-ones and teens classes too. we run oh. teens fitness class, strength and conditioning for teens. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's kind of what my day looks like. I'm, I'm there till like 7.30 p.m. and then uh, come home and then chill again with the family.
1: I love it, man. What time are you going to sleep? Like 9 o'clock?
6: <laughs> I wish. No. I go, I go to bed like around 11, 11.30. 11 right. So right. not not resting much, but uh, it's funny because I like tell people, man, you guys got to get more sleep, and sleep this, sleep that, and then I don't hold up my end of the bargain with it to you so <laughs>
1: but easier said than done right man it's uh exactly like yeah I have a few questions for you on that man so like you're probably tired when you do fall asleep but you know there's like that saying like what keeps you up at night like I remember when I had my gyms it was like you know if somebody canceled I, I beat myself up over it you know maybe a little sleep over that or like maybe I had a weird interaction with somebody and said something that was maybe I'm over analyzing at night you know or any other issues within the business? Is there anything that keeps you up at night in regards to the business?
6: Honestly, no, no, man. In in the beginning, it did just yeah. because um, I had a whole different way of structuring my like my sessions and stuff. And uh, and I think now that I that I got it down, it's um, I got most of my clients on like a, on a month to month basis, right? Yeah. Uh, but they also they also know that like if they, if they miss a session like they lose a session so regardless when people cancel on me or whatever like i still get paid for those sessions um, i i i get along pretty much with the, each each and every one of them uh, and i think the the only thing that that kind of like gets me a little bit is the the uh, kind of more the uh, i like to speed things up you know sure and i'm always thinking of, like what i want to do next with with this business like you know how how can i expand it that's just kind of the stuff that yeah that maybe keeps me up at night. but uh, i try not to lose too much sleep for it. Yeah. i'm already not getting much get,
1: exactly you got to get as much as you can right but uh yeah yeah man yeah for me it was always like you know just always that growth mindset right always trying to grow and wanting this gym to be like the best it can be uh, like a pillar in a community so like uh, you brought up, you want to grow the PT department and you brought up, told us about your day-to-day, uh, you know, day in the life of Ignacio right now. Um, so first question, do you foresee your role ever changing? Would you like your role in the business to ever change, you know, down the road, maybe you pull back from the coaching side, focus more on, you know, running the business, if you will, or do you love the coaching piece of it? And it's something you foresee yourself doing, you know, for the, into the future.
6: Um, I honestly like I this is something that I can see myself doing for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, But, but, you know, but with growth, like the, I have to take the role also like growing the business and that, that part of it. So um, I know for, for sure that I'm going to have to step back from coaching quite a bit, but um, I think right now I'm, I'm in a good space and I'm doing what I love to do. Uh, And uh i think the most important part for me is is just being able to enjoy it uh, and if i can't enjoy it yeah. if, uh, it's just not it's not going to work out
1: yeah for so sure. for sure uh
6: i think the time will come though when when mentally and physically my body's as i go it's it's time to just step back and yeah. get there but until then i'm just going to enjoy the process and keep coaching up people
1: <laughs> love it man i love it awesome answer and then uh appreciated sharing that and like uh yeah, I, I felt exactly the same way, so 1,000%. Uh, Ignacio, so talked about kind of your, your future there. What do you have on tap for the next 12 months for IQ Fit? What is, like, your big goal here in the next 12 months? Like, uh, you know, hard, hardcore goal here, like, you know, written on a piece of paper or something. What is your goal here for the next year?
6: Honestly, I mean, to, 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 for this next year, what I'm wanting to do is just get more trainers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to hire more trainers because – uh, the ones we have right now we're we're all packed with our schedules and stuff. So um, I, I need to be able to get more trainers in there. That's part of what's going to help me grow the business. Right. Um, so for, for me right now, is just hiring more trainers and I'm very picky about like the types of trainers that I hire. Uh, so I've had quite a few get in front of me and it's just, you know, I, I want to make sure that I have the right people for this team. Right. Um, so over this next year, my goal is just to, just to hire more trainers. Okay. Some badass trainers.
3: <laughs>
1: yes, yes. We obviously need that team to you know scale our business as high as we can. And then like, yeah, if you're at the point there to be like, you know, obviously in the leadership position you're in, like to oversee these trainers and to help them kind of grow their career as well. What is your view on your trainers and your staff? Like, um, what would you like to have? What would you like to set them up to be like to set them up for success? Whether it's because that's like a hot point in this industry. Like, you know, some some gyms are very restrictive of the trainers and won't let them do much. And like, you know, what is just your view on your staff and how they operate and what do you like to see out of them?
6: So for, for them, man, like I, I, I want their, I mainly like working with them with their programming. So, uh, and also like their, their communication skills with their clients, making sure that they're involved with that, that process, right? So uh, a lot of it, a lot of it comes down to to the client enjoying and coming and being excited to their, to their sessions. Right. So, uh, I work a lot with my, I try to work a lot with my trainers on like on developing that. Um, but I do give them the freedom to like create their, their own programming. I review their programming as well, just to make sure that it makes sense. Right. Uh, and, and, and mainly that's what I want them to do. I want them to feel comfortable programming. Right. I want them to feel comfortable with their clients. I want them to feel comfortable with, even with the nutrition, nutrition aspect of it. I think every coach should, should always want to learn more on different fields of fitness. Cause that's something that's, that's always expanding. There's always something new that's coming out. Right. And, and I feel like, um, as a team, if we can do that together. Uh, that's that'll help out a lot
1: yeah i love it are you doing any like trainer meetings or staff meetings you guys have those in place
6: yeah we we do them i think every like two months every two months every three months uh we'll get together and we'll have a little meeting and stuff uh and uh we we touch on certain things like as far as like programming or um uh, if it's just more like the logistics part of it or whatever yeah but um good mainly I love, yeah sorry go ahead yeah uh, i was good. gonna say but mainly like the uh a lot of the stuff they they have questions on is always just more like the app stuff and like how to use the app and how to use this and those are the things i want them to get really comfortable with it yeah. so just coaching them up a little bit more with that
1: yeah no i love them mm-hmm. and i love yeah. how you talked about speaking with them about like how how to communicate better with their clients i think that's the number one most important thing uh for a trainer a coach to be really good at you know because that's uh so important to what we do as coaches here in in this in this fitness industry so uh, ignacio that's awesome man i got one more question for you i literally just forgot it as we were speaking here but oh yeah there it is. so uh iq fit so um if you had to like describe the culture of your gym and what you have created there and the, the vibe the energy the atmosphere every gym is obviously different you go to any gym in the country world it's a different kind of vibe feel energy what is like the gym culture that you've created there or that you're trying to create
6: So it's very family oriented. Uh, uh, our, our main thing is, you know, fitness is for everyone. So if, if we can, if we can create that atmosphere, right. That, you know, you step into the gym and you don't feel uncomfortable uh, getting in there, uh, that that, we're, we're on the right track. My main goal is just to make everybody comfortable coming into our facility. And, uh, and, and, and then also like with, um, I think we have a lot of uh, like uh, older older folks around town, right? They just kind of like they 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 want that, they need that, and they don't know we're there. But uh, that again, is it, that our main goal is that just to make sure that they're comfortable coming in.
1: I love, man. That's a big thing. It's hard to walk into a gym. It's intimidating, you know. So, like, to make it a welcoming place and like a big family, like you said, a good community. I think that's uh, those are like the best gyms, you know. So that's awesome, man. Ignacio, I think it's a great place to wrap it up, dude. Where can we check you out on, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, website? Where can the listeners find you?
6: Yeah, man. Um, mainly if you want to get in contact with me or, or anything, you can find me at, uh, at IQFitSmartTraining uh, on Instagram or IQFitSmartTraining.com. And you guys can message me there as well. Um, and yeah, man. Hey, anytime we're ready to rock
1: love it. I love it. I love it. I uh, appreciate you coming on today, man, sharing your story like you fit. And we do wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you, Ignacio.
6: Uh, appreciate it so much. Thank you for your time.
1: You got it, man. So listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like, and subscribe to be notified for future episodes until next time. gym Lords, we are out.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at Alex'sBook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alex'sgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.